Welcome to Don't Feed After Midnight. I'm Steve. And I'm Mike. And we're doing this again because the shit broke before. Woo! God <laughs> damn, I'd be recording an hour's worth of stuff and there was so much static and background noise. Ruined we had to it. scrap the whole thing. Damn, I lost my mind. I was so mad. I wanted to punch 12 children. Never <laughs> again. 12 children. Why 12? I don't know, the disciples or something? Oh my god, it's horrible. You were burned. Biblical. So today, we are talking about some trailers from Comic-Con. The first one, actually, it's not even just the trailers, it's the rumors and shit, is Wonder Woman 2, mm-hmm. which is apparently not a sequel. Gal Gadot straight up said it's not a sequel, which which Mike has a really good opinion. He thinks it's going to be... Multiverse. Multiverse. Really fun crisis hours. <laughs> Because Mike and I had this discussion before about how they could take Batman from 1966, Superman from 1980s, Wonder Woman from, Wonder Woman from like, you know, modern whenever. day, or whatever, you know, and then the Gar- you know Jay Garrick the Flash the from the Flash, yeah. And like have them all, give them individual movies, you know, and then bring them all together and, from, uh, from the multiverse with a crisis on, on Infinite Earth sort of thing. And then you could do a dark Superman. Yeah. You, you could do a Red Sun... Yeah, like movie. You, you yeah. could you could do a Superboy oh, movie and have him be an antihero, and at the end have him be so fucking crazy. You know, he breaches the walls of the multiverse and goes up against these these. That would be stuff. nuts. I mean, the the thing is, like, you can do so much with a multiversal. Because the second they do uh, multiverse, they can do injustice. Yes, they can do. Literally anything, any comic that you have ever loved, they can do it. You could have Batman versus Batman. Mm-hmm. You could. You yeah. really could. You could have Flashpoint and then extend into the button and what Rebirth's doing right now. You could have a Rebirth line of movies. There's so much to, to, to do there. But, yeah, Wonder Woman, um, Gal Gadot herself said that uh, Wonder Woman 1984 will not be a sequel, which, you know, my first initial thought on that was like, you know, what does what is she saying here? Like, is that more cryptic than it sounds? Because she technically could just be saying it's not a sequel to Justice League. It's not a sequel to Wonder Woman itself. It's not a sequel to Batman versus Superman. It's it's its own movie. Or she could be saying it's a prequel to Batman versus Superman or a prequel to Justice League. But I don't think she's saying that. I think what she's saying is this movie is its own thing, um, and if they're going the really smart route, they're going to multiverse this, and it's going to be really cool. It's the only way they're going to save that universe. I really, as it stands, really think so. Honestly, as it stands, you got to be a fanboy to go see these. You movies do. At this point. Then they're not making money. I mean, they're not making money for like off of the general crowd. It's yeah. they're making all their money off of the hardcore that are never going to leave them. Seriously, you're not going to be an average fan. And be going to see these movies. Unless it's, you know, when it comes to Netflix. Or when it's on Cody. Or when it's on any other platform. That's when average people are going to go see these movies. That's why they're not doing well in box office. Because it's only the hardcore fans going to see it in theaters. Exactly. I mean, there's just, and while there is a, a large amount of us out there. There's simply not that many. And, there, and you know, the, the comic book culture and people that like these sort of movies are split. Yeah. You have the you know, group that loves Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. Because they're a little more diehard, they're a little more gritty, they're more, um, the universe is a little more laid out, it's more static, mm-hmm. versus DC, which is like, you know, right now, I should say the movie universe, the DC movie universe is mm-hmm. so scattered. 
Yeah. It's such a fucking mess. It's all over the place. It's a complete mess. Mm-hmm. No matter what they do at this point, they're not going to save it. They have to start from scratch. They have to keep Wonder Woman. Or, work with that, like we were saying, you know, have a multiversal event that just shakes everything. Literally just takes the dice and just shakes it. I mean, it. Ben Affleck was fine as Batman. I love Ben Affleck I thought as he was, Batman. He was really good. Henry Cavill, I do not mind him as Superman at He's this point. He's not a bad Superman. He's not bad. He's way better than the Superman that they had on uh, the CW. I'd put him on the level of the great Superman. Oh, yeah. No, he's done a good job. You know. Of the past. Um, Freaking the Superman that they had on the, on the Supergirl TV series is like an old, he's an underwear model and he yeah. looks ridiculous. Yeah, he's, he's, a, like, he's a little bit too much of a pretty boy. He's a skinny little guy. Superman is yeah. a square, square jawed, thick barrel chested dude. No, this guy is skinny and very pretty. His hair. He was the dude that was on Teen Wolf, the MTV uh, reboot TV series. It just, as soon as I saw him pop up on Supergirl, I was like, all right, I'll look that up. Let's, let's watch. And I watched the and video. It's like, clip. why is he Superman? Oh my god, he doesn't. He's not even a man. He's a not, super boy. He's a super, a super. He is uh, not a man. Super boy barely is, legal. You got no facial hair. <laughs> what? What else? Wonder um, Woman. You have Fanny Pack wearing what's his Fanny name? Fanny Pack wearing Chris Pine, uh, which is. Which, that's where I get the idea of multiverse, because we watched him die, and, uh... Well, we know, well, and, but, but, so the plane blew up, but he but was yeah. in it, like, exactly. and that was a new, There was no getting away from that. They was, said he died in that yeah, movie. Yeah, they specifically said... And, you know, her being a superhero, like, her having the ability to hear at a distance, her having the ability to fly, I'm sure she at least went to where that plane crashed and made sure. Well, I'm sure. You know what I mean? Like, she would know if he were alive. So, him showing up in this yeah. movie, I don't think it's PTSD. I don't think it's her, like, having him as her inner ghost, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, where she sees him instead of, uh, I don't know, her mother. But, like... Yeah, right. Well, wait, no, her mom's not dead at this time. But, is it, uh, like, is it his descendant that looks just like him? Like, you know, like... Like, my, maybe one he of my, had a my kid daughter looks went a, off of the war? Yeah, like, well, like, my daughter looks a bit like, one of, you know, somebody else, and... You know, some people's you know grandkids wind up looking like their great aunts and stuff like that, things like that. Uh-huh. You know? Maybe they could go that route, but then like having the same actor is where it's like that's just a terrible choice. Just just get a younger actor and make him look like Chris Pine. Why why not just do that? Like you could get somebody like I don't know. I don't know any actors that look like Chris Pine. Chris Pine's got a beautiful face, but uh... <laughs> but. Uh, just get an actor and make him look somewhat like Steve Trevor did. And then pull that off. But if you're going to have Chris Pine's face, he's got to be Steve Trevor at this point. Because none of the regular crowd are going to understand that this isn't him. But Well, that's the thing, too. I mean, they, they wouldn't do that if it was going to be, you know. I don't think so. I think it's got to be, like, different multiverse. And Steve Trevor is alive. And he's in modern day. And he's probably going to be a lot closer to his... Uh, later era comic stories. It's well, weird. I mean, Steve Trevor died multiple times. And multiple bro- times. Brought back multiple times in the comic yeah. book. But the problem is, is like Wonder, the Wonder Woman comic book had a very small following. Yeah. Most of the modern DC comics and Marvel comic series, honestly, have very small followings. Uh, you know, DC's comics have always been a, li- a bit more uh, well-received for the most part. I mean, like, Batman in general is just like... One of the biggest prom- proponents for comic culture. Like, if you go to any comic store, there's like, you know, you'll see all the individual Marvel ones, and then there's an entire section for yeah. Batman. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, DC just does that better. But 
Marvel took the reins with the movies mm-hmm. and you know in my opinion they took the reins with the TV shows I like all the Mar- Marvel TV shows I'm like eh about the DC TV shows and even now with this new Titans coming out I'm just like eh leave it alone like the production quality of the DC shows is different than the Marvel shows much the, more different. the Marvel shows seem um, funded funded well yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they're more gritty, and they have a little more, like, writing power behind them. The DC stuff, they seem campier. It's like, yeah. it's a bit like, Marvel is like Star Trek The Next Generation in the 90s. More polished. A bit web- more based in a more realistic side of well, the, the mythos. Yeah, and they're, both, they're better written. It's more polished. Much better written. Um, the funding is better. And then you look at DC, and DC is more like, well, the, the DC stuff of that era, Swamp Thing. The Flash. Right. It's very from the nineties. You know, it's still it's technically playful. It's it's still technically a DC product. It's still technically it's it's fun to watch. But you look at it and it's like it's comparing a kid show to a grown up show. Right. And they're still doing it. Well, it's, I don't it's understand like watching, that. Uh, it's like going on and watching a WWE on Tuesday and then going to watch UFC one ninety eight exactly on, yeah, on yeah. Friday. It's like, so know, it's like it's weird. It's the difference there. I mean, DC Comics has Batman and Superman. Mm-hmm. And to a lesser degree, Wonder Woman. But the the two titans, and then they got their events. Yeah, but I mean, their two titans are Batman and Superman. Big time. Marvel has Spider Man, the Hulk, Wolverine, you know, Captain America, Iron Man, all these titles that are Thor. humongous, massive, massive. A, a large chunk of them are mainly massive nowadays because of the movies that they've done. Oh, pers- you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I mean, some of them characters like Hulk is a classic character. Everyone knows Hulk. Like, Captain America, super classic character. Every, if you're in America, you your chances are you know who Captain America is. Oh, but, yeah. but then, like, Iron Man, it was like, you know, the comic fans were, like, huge into him. But, like, you know, a regular person is going to be like, you mean that massive, like, tin can trash dude that was in that old TV show? <laughs> like, and even Thor, it's like, you know, the real, like, Norse god. But it's like, you know, if you don't know much about his comics... You're going to be like, oh, well. Blonde-haired guy with muscles, you know. Right. I mean, it's a very traditional idea for a superhero, but... I mean, it works. Yeah, it works. And DC, it's like, you know, they... I feel like they, they got wrapped up in thinking, like, because our comics only sell through Batman and Superman, and uh, sometimes Wonder Woman, depending on the stories, because yeah. she's got some really good stories, um, That that's all they need to worry about. But it's like... You have so many characters. You could literally do probably a full five years worth of just villain movies and be fine. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, DC's th- villains are much more fleshed out, in my opinion, than Marvel's villains. Like, Marvel's got big villains yeah, that'll Dr. take out, like, and- the entire universe worth of, of shit. But DC has so many small villains that are, like, they're important to the hero himself. Like, they're personal you know, like you got like Joker Batman's got like twelve villains. His, ro- his rogues gallery is pretty. Heavy. Like, Flash's rogues gallery is even pretty. Um, oh, it's pretty massive. But um, yeah. But I mean, the thing with with like Marvel is that I think they don't need to have you know like such a dedicated you know villain fan. There's, there's right. they're, the way their writings have been and everything. Like you look at like Do- I mean, not lately, of course, with the, the TV series, right, like Doctor right, Doom right. and stuff like that. But you say Doctor Doom, people know who that is. Right. You say you know like. The Mandarin, most people have no idea. Right, no clue. You know, the same thing can be said with DC. I think both both companies, uh, both IPs have a good group of 
people to work with as far mm-hmm. as like characters and things like There's that. But source. DC's not doing it properly. No. They keep fumbling. They keep yeah. fucking up. Big time. And they can't stop fucking up. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 almost like they like to mess up. You know, whoever's making the decisions over in that company to green light stuff, whether it be, you know, Warner Brothers or DC or whatever, whoever's making that decision needs to be fired because they're not doing a good job and they're literally going to cost them. Yeah, whether it's Warner Brothers or DC, I don't care which one it is. Whoever's making these decisions, someone's got to go. Because the movies at this point are driving comic sales. And if the movies flop... People aren't going to be go see it as much. Right. They're not going to be as interested. Like in everybody's going to go get Batman comics. Everyone's going to do that. But are you really going to be able to blow up a, a Titans comic? Are you really going to be able to blow not. up a, a new Flash series? No. I mean, not unless you flesh them out in the in the movies. Otherwise, it's going to be the same Flash hardcore fanboys getting them comics, and then everyone else is going to be like, "Oh, that looks cool," but I don't know. Flash just doesn't seem interesting to me. Why? Because the movies didn't make him interesting to me. That's going to be the tale for all of DC Comics. It's going to be hardcore fanboys going to their shit, and that's it. The one thing I will say in media that I think DC absolutely dominates, though, over Marvel is animated. Animated anything. Because Marvel's animated shit, it's always been subpar in comparison to DC. Like, DC's animated movies, their special, their TV shows... Oh, that's true. Anything animated through DC has always been top-notch. I mean, Teen Titans Go, I know, gets mixed reactions, but that's because people are used to the old Teen Titans that was, like, incredible. And now they got, like, a kid's Powerpuff Girl reimagination of it, and they're just kind of like, eh. I know. But, I mean, even then, kids love that shit. DC, to me, has always been more of a kid-friendly company, mm-hmm. even though when it's, it, yeah, the, when the storylines like well, story seem darker nowadays. Yeah. But realistically, when I was a kid, DC was like the kids' comics. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you know, yeah, you had the Killing Joke and shit like that. But that, but that was, was like ex- a one in a thousand. Oh, that was an yeah. extreme rarity. Yeah. The Superman comics were never that dark. But you looked at Marvel, you had Wolverine icing people left and right. Constantly slicing people always up. Always popping his claws into some fool's head. That's just how it is. So that's the Wonder Woman, that's the Wonder Woman thing right now. Like the, We think it's going to go multiverse. That's what I we really think. think you so. know, I think it's going to be multiverse. We're going to take a quick break real quick, and uh, we'll be right back. To help them battle the evil Decepticons, you can imagine the Autobots create Dinobots. Transformer Dinobot Grimlock. Other Transformers sold separately from Hasbro. How'd you like that? That was, a, <laughs> that was nice. We certainly didn't just start talking again and just pretend we take a break. We, that definitely did not happen. No. We spent a good minute and a half talking about other stuff. I peed twice. You lie. <laughs> you peed twice. Boy, you nasty. Sprayed all over. Barbershop's on the TV right now. We muted it. Mike and I are talking. We keep looking over like, look at Ice. Um, ice Cube looking sexy in his 30s. He's got that disconnected mustache. That sweet go- mustache. Yeah. <laughs> it's like disconnected mustache and goatee. That's awesome. Um, as I was going to say, we, uh, what else do we see? Uh, the Venom trailer looked amazing. He's biting somebody's heads off. That's, that's, well, I mean, we didn't see it though. No, we didn't we get to see told. it. We, heard, we, heard, we got the visual description and they were like, you know, that that first trailer we got when, he sh- when he's got the guy held up and he's like, 
Um, the guy's like, who the hell are you? And then Venom folds over and he's like, we are Venom. Like, apparently he just eats that guy's head off. Like, right then on the spot. Which is fucking awesome. Um, and apparently there's also multiple other scenes where he's eating heads. Um, I think I heard there was a quick shot of Carnage. I heard there was a, uh, Venom using axe hands. Which was really cool, and he was just chopping people. people. Yeah, I love that. Um, and no spider on the chest. They said uh, this is Venom before Spider-Man. So before so, he met Peter Parker. Yes, this is much before Peter Parker. That's um, interesting. So they're they're introducing him to Eddie at an earlier date. Yes, before he meets Peter. So you gotta wonder how they're gonna do that if they do that that same general storyline where Eddie Brock. You know, for those of you that don't know the story, which most people do. Um, Eddie Brock was a journalist at, at the same paper that Peter was at. I think. Bugle. I don't know if he was Bugle. Maybe I think he was a different paper. Either way, no, no, he was he was at the Bugle. Yeah. And um, basically, what he did is he reported on this guy, this this uh, death eater, murder guy, whatever. Mm-hmm. He was going to kill people to shock him. Well, he got this tip that he didn't investigate fully, and he outed this dude as being this killer. And the guy took it, took you know, took the rap for it. it. Was like it was me, yeah, it was me. And uh, the guy wound up. I don't know if the guy wound up dying, or yeah, I think I think he wound up going to jail mm-hmm. and like dying in prison or something. Like anyway, um, it turns out like while he was in in custody, another murder happened. So it and it was the exact same mo that the you know, the killer happened. And so basically, the guy that admitted to being the murderer had, was just doing it for attention. He was a, he was a serial confessor. He confessed to the oh murder because he thinks you know God God wanted him to whatever. So Eddie Eddie Brock basically He's just accepting the punishment for other people. Yeah. So the newspaper had posted retraction, and as a result of that, Eddie Brock was fired. Yeah, he lost all credibility. And he blamed it because uh, Spider Man is the one that basically caught the real killer. You know, so and they bastardized the shit out of that in Spider Man. Yeah, they do the best. So basically, Spider Man proved Eddie Brock had gotten the story wrong. So Eddie Brock got fired. Mm-hmm. And then he went to this, this church. He was he was seeking, you know, uh, he was just sad, angry, hated everything, hated life or whatever. He was he hated Spider Man. He hated Spider Man, and that just happened to be the same church where Peter had just driven off the symbiote by using the bells in the tower to drive it off of him because mm-hmm. it was trying to bond to him and he couldn't get rid of it. Couldn't yeah. get rid of it. He had gone to the Fantastic Four and they had separated it, but it had gotten out again. Yeah, um, naturally. So it was yeah, well, naturally yeah. Uh, which is interesting because the Fantastic Four were involved with Venom, so Mr. Fantastic was aware of Venom and how he works. Right, right. Um, right. So anyway, so Eddie Broxer, the, the symbiote sees Eddie, um, they both bond with their hatred of Spider-Man and they become Venom. Yeah. You know, and through the symbiote, Eddie immediately knows about Mary Jane, knows who Peter Parker, that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, knows all this stuff about him because mm-hmm. obviously the symbiote was bonded to Parker for a long time. So he starts, you know, haunting Mary Jane's steps and, um, basically stalking her and like he, he goes into their apartment at night and um, when Peter's not there and she thought it was him and then uh, you, know, she, you know he turns around obviously and it's Eddie and Eddie doesn't hurt her mm-hmm. but he scares the shit out of her I'm sure and uh, he was like licking her face and eating her hair and shit that's so hot you know so basically Eddie goes through this phase I mean Venom goes through this phases of being a villain or an anti-hero and eventually a, a real hero but Eddie Brock loses the, the Venom, Venom symbiote, you know, a couple times in the course of it. Carnage is, is an offspring of Venom, all these things. But the initial storyline is that 
Eddie hated Peter, and so the the uh, symbiote hated Peter because it was rejected by him. So naturally, so they, they bonded. They bonded. Yeah. So in this in this sense, so this Venom movie, they're introducing the symbiote as something the government found in a spaceship. Yeah. yeah, they found a creature in a spaceship, and they're using it. They're they're tr- forcing they, it onto people. Onto people, and it killed everybody except for him. And uh, so he. I think Carnage is going to end up being one of the other survivors that they don't tell him about. I think they should, quite honestly, just make Jim Carrey Carnage. That'd be ridiculous. And have him be the offspring. Just, I mean, just do the offspring. Well, he's kooky. Yeah, so, well, yeah. yeah. He'd be, but he would make an awesome, horrible monster. But the thing is, I guess the problem with, with Jim Carrey is that he's kind of funny. He's done a lot of funny films. Yeah. Carnage, so that, Carnage isn't funny. No. Carnage is psychotic. He, like, eats people and splits them in half for fun and plays with their eyeballs. And he's insane. He slaughters people for no reason whatsoever. Right, literally no reason. Um, and like thousands of people. So yeah, you're looking at like Venom is set up in that way where it's it's introduced it's a, the symbiote's introduced way earlier. I don't know if it's Peter enters like, into it or not. It's almost like they're merging like Agent Venom style yeah. storylines. Because he's a yeah, yeah where it's, it's like the government wants to put it on him rather than uh, rather than it naturally happened. And I wonder if. Now, who's putting this film out, though? Is it Sony? Or it's is it... Sony through Marvel. So, they've done that before with Homecoming. Yeah. yeah. So, you got to wonder if they're setting it up. That'd be funny. Uh, if they're setting it up so that they can do the Spider-Man Venom crossover and just kind of build to it. You right, know, like, like they can do it in six years and yeah. just have, have it ready. But, like, I mean, for that to happen, you would have to not explain what year this movie takes in and then have Eddie be like you know 26 and then when when Tom Holland is actually that age or near that age like when he's like 23 24 what is he now like 12 <laughs> he's I think he's 17 18 he had a thing on uh, Instagram the other day he was covering shaving cream I'm like that boy ain't shaving oh. I think he was, he's I think he's 18 he might be 17 but uh, he's a little British kid. He really, yeah, he's he's small, um, gymnast. But he, uh, yeah, I think what they should do though is uh, have Venom get his movie, but have it be set in like the year twenty twenty four, and us not know about that. You know, that'd be funny yeah, if they scrubbed all all mention of what what the actual date is or whatever. Right, and then you know, in five years when it actually is that time. Then you have Peter get introduced, and then you start seeing shit pop up from Venom, and you're like, oh shit, this is that same time period. Oh shit, why is Peter get? Oh, Peter just got leached onto. Oh, now Venom looks cool. That'd be awesome. That'd be so great. Um, And because uh, Venom still hasn't bonded with Spider-Man and doesn't have the spider, he also can't shoot, like, symbiote webs. Like, that's true. You like, said you saw you noticed in the trailer, which I did not notice. He, he's like he's only able to grab. He's grabbing stuff. He's not shooting grabs and gra- like when the, when the motorcycle flies off of him, mm-hmm. or he flies off the motorcycle. It reaches. He reaches and grabs it. He doesn't shoot a web and grab it. He because yeah, because it didn't it didn't shoot one line, grab and pull. It reached around, gripped it, and pulled it to him. So it's interesting. Yeah. So there's no no spider stuff at all yet. Even though it's a symbiote, so technically it should just know how to do that kind of thing anyway, because it's a liquid gel kind of alien. But it's not an arachnid. No, it's not an arachnid, but like, I mean, I'm not saying like a literal web, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. because it's like a, it's like a um, bio-organic 
liquid that can take a shape as a body. Yeah. It should be able to shoot its liquid on its own. Without, That's true. You know, but I mean, it's a movie. You got to explain, even in the comics, you got to explain that it takes power from the people it hosts. It's true. And it, learn, it learns, obviously, you know. Right, right. <laughs> well, in a way, though, if you think about it, though, it's, it's when it takes over, for instance, Eddie, it's simply copying what Spider-Man did. But is, there's a point where it takes over Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. There's a point where it takes over... That's terrifying. Quasar. It took Deadpool. It took Deadpool. It took the Hulk at one point. That's so ridiculous. So... It took a T-Rex and Old Man Logan. It did, yeah. That was sweet. So, you gotta wonder, is it able to mimic the powers? Oh! Or do you think it's just, That's like, another thing Old Man Logan did. They, yeah. He, uh... Well, no, not Old Man Logan. Old Man Hawkeye. Yeah. Because Hawkeye encounters multiple men. And he's losing his mind in his older age and whatever, but, uh... He's still multiplying however he wants. And then Hawkeye kills all of the multiples. Or he this, thinks he does. Yeah. And then one of them is like still like breathing. And Venom leeches to him. And then Venom starts multiplying. That's himself. right, there's multiple Venoms. And it's just an army of Venom. And That's it's true. really cool. So the idea is... I mean, I don't know if like... Say somebody like Captain Marvel has like six powers... Yeah. including having the bands or whatever that give her more power but but uh I mean like if if Venom sucks her up does he get all of those powers or does he just get flight or does he get you know the the cosmic uh, energy that she can shoot does like is there things there that you only get pieces of or is it all of it because if it's all of it that's broken that's yeah. that's that's just overpowered that is know? pretty messed up Hulk Venom is already pretty obnoxious because. Oh just, yeah, he's Ubered. Right. Hulk anything is Ubered. But like, yeah, like if he if he if he takes in Logan, does he get like a full adamantium fusion? No, know? well that's the thing with Venom too. I, I, how deep does the symbiote actually bind? Exactly. It's psychological and slightly physical, but and it's mostly on the <clears throat> on the surface though. Yeah, but you can repair like if, like there's a there's a point where Eddie gets shot through the chest. Uh-huh. Like, literally, there was a freaking hole through his core, you know. Yeah. And, uh, like, the symbiote repaired it. He repaired it, stitches, 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 stitches together. And then he's until, fine. Yeah, so it, it basically functioned as his spinal column and his heart and all sorts of shit. That's until ridiculous. his body regenerated itself. And he was able to enhance the regeneration abilities. That's so, so cool, though. It's kind of different. Yeah, it's, it's different. So... That's the Venom trailer. And it looks, yeah. It, like, it seems we're, we're waiting on it to actually release so we yeah, can to see show it for the ourselves. head biting. I don't know if they'll show the head biting or not. I think they will in a red band. I think they'll have the regular without it, and then they'll have a red band that shows it. Some of the trailers from Comic Con that dropped. We, we bitched about uh, Titans immensely. There was the whole last episode that we did. <laughs> yeah, literally. That like We spent like 40, out of the, 40 minutes out of the hour and a half bitching. just bitching about Titans because it looks awful and you should never watch it no. and never support it, so no. it dies early. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> people who ever made it should be ashamed. Yeah, but um, what else? Aquaman looks great. I love the way everybody looks. I like the story itself. Seems like it's a pretty on par for Aquaman story. I like that they gave him the orange uh, shirt. I like the orange armor. And I was just showing Mike not too long ago some of my comic book collections. Mm-hmm. And I've got, you know, Aquaman number one from 1987 and things like that. And sure enough, this this comic book site Mike and I like to like read comics on. They just, they just added, added that, that comic. comic. I was yeah. like, oh, look. 
No way. <laughs> and they gave him, you know, in the in the tea, in the movie, it looks like they gave him the green gloves too. Yeah, for a second, it looked like he had them. So I wonder if they'll do that. I mean, his classic costume is okay. There's nothing. I'm not hating on it. At it's, least a callback moment though, yeah. like that. That's. Awesome. I mean, it's, it's dated. It's definitely oh, an yeah. '80s '70s type of costume, but yeah. it's fun to see shit like that. Yeah. It would be fun to see Batman in a movie. You know, the classic 60s costume, even if it was fucking up on a wall. Just, well, if you, you notice, know. Um, the outfit his brother is wearing in the movie, though, is the outfit that he wears in Justice League, the silver and black yeah. outfit. Well, there was an uh, there was a, another Aquaman that, that started, I want to say, in the late 90s, and uh, that one he wore blue and black. Mm. And it was more, it was like a, a bodysuit. Okay. You know, and it was kind of like jaggedy looking. It was interesting, like... It was hard to explain. I didn't. I didn't read DC Comics that much back then, but I know it was. Uh, they went through a lot of changes. I mean, they they tried the death of Superman. I remember when that happened, and it was like, oh, they killed Superman off. Oh, he's not profitable anymore, or something. All of a sudden, he's super profitable. You know, well, they, and then they started doing that with everybody. They did that with um, um, Superman. Then then they did it with. Spider-Man, and they did it with Captain America. Well, they did it with Spider-Man for a good reason, though. They fucked up and made him marry. Uh, Mary Jane, and then they were like, "Well, now you just put an age to him because that means he has to be above a certain threshold here." And then now that you put an age on Spider Man, you just killed our future comics. So we got to kill him off so we can restart this so he's ageless. Yeah, they like I remember there was a was it a documentary on like old comics and then where they fucked up, and that was like one of the biggest points. They were like, "We the, we never should have met let him marry." Like, that's why we started killing off Gwen Stacy every chance we could, because every time they get together and they push further, it leads to problems. Yeah. Like, and, like it just drags on Gwen future stories. <laughs> and then there's the whole Whatever. thing where, like, in the f- like future parts of it, like, Harry and, uh, is it Harry and Gwen? It's Harry and one of his girlfriends. Harry, Harry and Gwen are together in some of the stuff. Yeah, and it's, and it gets weird. It's very strange. Yeah. I don't really understand it. Which is a big reason why they just don't let Spider-Man marry anymore. Because they're like, we fucked it up so bad in the past. There's certain things you just don't do. I mean, you. it's fun to have to have Logan not have all his memories. Right. It's, it's, it's interesting. Because they leave stories yeah, well, yeah. for the future. And it's interesting when he does get his memories. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, like... Well, like with Old Man Logan, he's in this world where he lives a full life and it's a full life that's documented through every comic you've ever read of of logan um or at least every main 616 and then you get to a point where the it breaks off of 616 um within the time tree and uh that's when all the villains decide like let's let's gather up let's take the earth and then they fuck it all up and now it's just down to logan hawkeye and everywhere else is scattered around by villains the second that that moment concludes and he gets back to baby hulk yeah. he, he he loses memory for a second and then he teleports and he has no explanation of what just happened yeah. and now he's in a different reality and he's like what the fuck happened to the baby where am i where my family still dead and he's like, I'm in New York now. What the hell? And now you got a whole new cycle started where you can tell infinite stories of Logan. Mm-hmm. But he's in a different universe now. And, you know, the first story they chose to do was how does he get back to the to the world? And he didn't. 
And then, like, no, he did it all. Probably, like, I think it was like 40 issues later, he finally gets to see grown up Hulk. But it was in, like, a nightmare. Yeah, and it was like a, he was psychotic. Yeah. Just like this old man. He was genetically, I mean, obviously, he's a product of genetic, you know, yeah, yeah. inbreeding. But, messed up. And now you've got young Logan is woken up again. Yeah. So yeah, you have old man Logan. With the new uh, Hunt for Wolverine. So you have old Wolverine and young Wolverine existing and they even in the got same a, timeline. And they even got X-23 as like a teenager now. Yeah, so you're going to have this Im- like immense crossover opportunity it's to pop so up with cool. them. It'll be a fun comic to read. Interesting. You know, I'm assuming that Logan's going to want, like old man Logan's going to go to Madripoor or something like that. You know, something's yeah, going to happen. Yeah, because he always ends up there right? somehow. Yeah. Um, well, actually, no, I think he just got back from Magiport like maybe six issues ago. Because um, he he took Regenix, which is a new drug that the samurai was working on, the Silver Samurai. And it basically is like Logan's healing, but it gives you like cancer. Like it, it, gives, oh. it gives you a degenerative disease that just like eats you alive after it regens you. So like if you keep taking it on a steady dose... You'll probably be fine, but you have to do that for your entire life. And yeah. the second you stop, you're basically dead. That's so, weird. Yeah. I mean, he still has adamantium poisoning, but that's not killing him nearly fast enough to overwhelm, to no, overwhelm him. Yeah. Um, I mean, he did lose his hand, which was really cool because the Silver Samurai had this blade that was capable of doing it. And uh, I think it was like, I forget what it was fused with or what it was. He chops off Logan's hand, and Logan's like, that's not supposed to be possible. And then uh, the guy's like, he tells him what it was or whatever, and Logan grows his hand back over, like, the next two issues, and it's back to regular bone. So it's like, you know, he lost the adamantium hand, so now he's not going to grow adamantium claws. But he's got the bone claws now. Yeah, yeah, he's back to bone. So he's got adamantium. He's got one bone, adamant. Really. Yeah, one adamantium, one bone, which that's is really cool. Tits. That's so cool. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. That comic series, that old man Logan was pretty sweet. That yeah, was awesome. I really enjoyed it. <clears throat> the uh, the last trailer I'd like to talk about Star Trek Discovery. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in one second. We're going to take a quick break and make sure that you listen to this commercial. From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. The legend of Voltron, defender of the universe. A mighty robot, loved by good, feared by evil. As Voltron's legend grew, peace settled across the galaxy. On planet Earth, a galaxy alliance was formed. Together with the good planets of the solar system, they maintained peace throughout the universe until a new horrible menace threatened the galaxy. Voltron was needed once more. This is the story of the super force of space explorers. Specially trained and sent by the Alliance to bring back Voltron, Defender of the Universe. And we're back. We're going to talk about Star Trek Discovery. 
This next season has Captain Christopher Pike in it in the original Star Trek Enterprise. Spock has taken a powder. He's gone on vacation or something. I don't know where he is. Um, he's, he's snorting coke in the Caribbean. But Captain Pike goes and takes command of the Discovery for some reason? Yeah, it seems like he's kind of like... Well, because at the end of the last season, for anybody that didn't watch it, which is a large chunk of people, um, the Discovery completes their whole adventure in the, in the mirror universe. And upon entering back into the regular timeline where everything's normal and dandy, um, they get a distress call. And they're waiting on, you know, which ship is, like, calling them. And then out comes the Enterprise. That's right. And they're like, oh, shit, that's the Enterprise. <laughs> and it pulls and up. And it pulls it's... up, and it kind of, like, ends on that. So it's like a big height-building cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, but now we're at that point, and apparently the big premise is... Uh, he has to commandeer the discovery because he has knowledge that some shit's about to go down. Yeah, he needs them to help him save the universe. Yeah. There's like five anomalies that have appeared all over the universe. Yeah, five like the red, the red stars and or something. there's like an yeah. invasion or something. I don't know what's going it on. It looks crazy. I mean, the, the guy they picked to play Pike looks great. He looks really um, good. Like, he looks like classic shit. Like he's, and he's acting like a classic Star Trek actor. Like, the, the scenes that we've seen are he's posturing, he's overly mm-hmm. masculine. Very. He's um, he's ridiculously cliche, but still really inspiring lines, <laughs> you know. And he's just like that. He's the uh, what you might call like a space cowboy, just totally. like Kirk, like Kirk totally. cowboy diplomacy, as Spock would call it. He looks like um, what uh, Chris Pine should have been. Exactly, that's what I was thinking too. That's exactly <laughs> what I was saying. I mean, I like I like Chris Pine's Kirk to a degree, but to a degree, he's doing a Shatner. Yes, too you know, much though. Too much. He's trying to, you know, and that's the thing that bugged me. He like, could have put his own little, you know, yeah, acting did, flavor to it, but it's like he's he tried but I think and they it didn't made, work. I think they made him do that too, though. I could see JJ Pine, forcing that. Yeah, I mean, Pine, I think is a is a very adequate actor. I think he, he does is. a good job. He's pretty good. I mean, you know, he's sexy. He's no, I mean, he's no, he's no Millie Bobby Brown. I mean, come on, listen. she's obviously according to everybody. She's about the according to everybody we've ever spoken to. Awards. She all the she, and then all the TV shows and everything. She apparently is the greatest actress that's ever. All lived. the Emmys. She's so funny. That poor kid. <laughs> she <laughs> she gets so much recognition. She's gonna be like burned out. Oh yeah, like, dude. By the time she hits up twenty five, she's like, I'm just gonna get a I'm cabin tired in the woods. Of you all like, I'm gonna put a twelve foot fence around that cabin. I'm, I want no one to talk. Sick of you all. She ain't gonna even sign shit no. anymore. She's in that new Godzilla movie. It'll be interesting. It looks really good. It by does. It does. But uh, yeah, this, yeah discovery. Discovery like, is. Uh, I don't know. My my girl was uh, my girl's a big fan of anything Star Trek. So if anything Star Trek comes up, she's on it. Like she she watched all the movies. She watched all the like even the old ones. She watched all the shows. She even plays the the game Star Trek Online. And uh, I didn't know pirates like Star Trek. She loves Star Trek. She loves hunting for that space booty. She's a pirate. She is. Yeah. Um, but she's yeah she's a super omega fan of Star Trek so if it if it has Star Trek's label on it yeah. she's there so she I like it. she liked I mean she liked uh, Discovery particularly for the Mirror Universe you know some of the characters she was kind of like eh, about but for the most part the Mirror Universe is like one of her favorite things in Star Trek so the fact that like half the season at least deals in Mirror Universe she was all over it um, but like. This season, it's it seems like it's heavily grounded in this reality. Is at a is at a standstill with, you know, we gotta handle this problem, and uh, 
pipe came through looking sweet as hell. Yeah. The, the only issue I really have with, with the Discovery Universe is that they say it's the original... They say it's the original core universe, prime yeah, universe. Yeah, yeah, But my problem is it, they didn't... They're not staying true to some of the stuff of the prime universe. Like the, 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 the traditional... Um, history of it, you know, they're altering little things here and there. You know, yeah. giving Spock a human uh, half sister. Yeah, it's kind of like you know. And there's still a mention of Cybok either, who was also right, Spock's half. Right. So where's Cybok? Is, is, is Sarek just adopting kids left and right? All like, right. Was he going through all these different uh, time periods to to fucking just like he, grabbing kids? Just grabbing kids. Yeah, you kid. You were me now. Hey, you kid. You mine. Yeah, you're mine. Ah, you know. Um, Nimoy. Nimoy. The absolute adopter. <laughs> so like, and that's the weird thing. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of the funny. look of the Enterprise. They didn't make it look like a Constitution class. It's not gray. It's not. Um, it's somewhat similar to the original design. It looks like they took it and just added a lot of saturation to it. Well, that but, wasn't really supposed to be there. And I mean, I don't mind them adding more lights. I realize it's not going to be exactly like the 1960s right, design, right. but they should have kept. Well, it. it's supposed to be pre-Kirk. But the but thing is, like, is, like the Constitution class, they need to keep that the it, way it's yeah, supposed to be. Yeah. If they want to do a show and make the ships look newer and different, whatever, do a different fucking show. Or do a different ship. Or do, do a different... Uh, look, they do it with Discovery. It's experimental. It's different. It's a very experimental ship design. It's only and one of like, two, and the other one's destroyed. Right. You cannot take a Constitution class starship and... Do something they can't change. complain about. You well, know? yeah, because I mean, this is a thing. This is lore. This is this is dear, near and dear to a lot of our hearts. Fanboys are gonna go crazy when well, you fuck it up. And the the thing is, like, we don't want to see some flashy new ship. And that's the honest to god truth. I want to see a fucking Constitution class with the with the the gray the hall or shit. white hall, whatever, you know. The real deal. Windows, red bussard collectors, you know, and I this is what I want to fucking see. You want to see the real toy, not the Walmart knockoff. I don't want to see JJ's asinine version of my childhood shit. Emphasis on ass. It's the same thing with the trans. <laughs> it's the same thing with the Transformers that I've always said. You know, the original Transformers looked that way. I liked them. JJ's the newer Transformers movies, Michael Bay. Michael Bay, yeah. Um, I, they're I like, fucking obscene. They're all naked. They have no armor, which I makes like, no sense whatsoever. The only one that really had armor was Optimus, and even then, his like groin was exposed. Everything's exposed. There's no fucking armor. Why it was just you, his chest why plate you and, his, and his calves. When you can shoot beams of energy and projectile right. weapons and not cover up your innards. And see, now I'm glad that. Uh, the Bumblebee movie, at least they're taking a step back and making Bumblebee look somewhat more close to the origin. Like, he's even got, like, the... The, the horns. The horns. They're not pointy, though. They're, they're not. Well, they kind of are. I've seen, I seen the second trailer of it. It looks a bit more pointy than the yeah, way the got first... Yeah, no points on it. No, they didn't. They're, um, well, the first one... The nubs. They, they showed him, like, all... Squared off at the top. The first one, he was all, like, whimpery and, like, a little bitch in the garage. The second one, it looks a bit more hardcore. Like, when he flips the hood down and yeah. he, he looks like a damn yellow jacket, he, uh... They showed it. It looks sweet. Um... And I, I found out, I don't, I don't even think, uh, or I think I found out, I'm pretty sure I read this, that it wasn't even Starscream, that jet. It was a different Transformer. It's not supposed to be Starscream. It's not supposed to be him. It's, uh, 
It's a different Transformer. That well, also... there's only three original. There's Starscream, Starscream, Thundercracker, and Skywarp. That is it. Uh, yeah. It's, I think it's one of them, but... Uh... Well, it can't be Skywarp because he's not purple and black. And it can't be... Uh, or not Scar- yeah, it can't be Skywarp because he's not purple and black. It can't be Thundercracker because he's not blue. So it has to be Starscream because he's gray. I'm going to look it up, but... It'll be interesting to see. I'm glad... The problem I'm having right now, though, is like you have, okay, Transformers 1980s. Uh, Wonder Woman, 1980s. You know, there's ever since Stranger Things came out. I mean, I'm an 80s obsessive. Obviously, you know, our podcast, we post a lot of pictures on our, our Instagram, the Don't Feed After Midnight Instagram account, of uh, 80s video games and shit like that, 80s movies, because it's fun, you know. But a lot of these, it's like ever since Stranger Things came out, these companies have gone 80s crazy. Everything is 80s. You know, they're going to do it like Wonder Woman 80s, like I said, and they got, you know, uh, it's just it's just a little annoying. Oh, it is It is Starscream. Of course it's Starscream. There was, uh, yeah, there was speculation that they might have been fucking around, Paramount might have been fucking around and making a, a completely new Decepticon. It's stupid. And then they were like, and then the director came out, because um, it's not Michael Bay this time, it's a different director. Thank God. But they were like, um... Yeah, like don't listen to them rumors. Like this is Starscream, and like he's the he is meant to be the nemesis of Bumblebee in this movie. He's the one that Bumblebee is like, oh shit, he's coming through. And oh, then yeah. Starscream's like, oh shit, he's there. And it's they they kind of have this back and forth hero villain thing. Them two. The thing is with Bumblebee and Starscream traditionally, Starscream would never go, oh shit. Well, not <laughs> like literally, like just a. Like, they're supposed to see each other and think, that's my enemy. That's the guy I gotta fight. Yeah. Not like they're gonna see the side guys and think, ah, attack them first. Because if Starscream saw Bumblebee, Bumblebee, he would just kill him. Right. Because Bumblebee did, can't as, do as shit. As soon as he could. They, just o- they fucking OP'd Bumblebee in these, these uh, Michael Bay movies. Yeah, but. So bad. He was always supposed to be the little kid psychic. We were supposed to look through Bumblebee's eyes and see the Transformers through his I eyes. I think that's basically. why they chose him, though, because. He was the closest to what the viewer was supposed to be. But they didn't do that though with the uh, the new movies. They made him like have a big guy, well, powerful, did. and he not can the, fight. Not in the way that the the animated did though. They did it in a way where he's the closest relatable to the main character, and used that as the drive because he's always with the main character. If you notice in every single movie, Bumblebee is the one that connects the human. Every single time, whether it's Shia LaBeouf, whether it's uh, Mark Wahlberg, whether in this new one it's, uh, I don't know, I think it's the, the girl, teenage girl. Oh, or that's some right, shit. yeah. But no matter what, it's Bumblebee being the human partner deal. I never even saw the last Transformers movie. I kind of gave up on him. I mean, I, I felt like it. I was too deep. I, I was like, I had to watch it to get it out of my system. I don't like him anyway. I'm a Gene 1 fanatic. There's just yeah. no need. I mean, granted, the, the movie from 86 was I like the... Uh, um, was just to sell toys. I mean, they killed off a lot of the old characters just to bring new toys. I like the Beast Wars stuff in the last one, but they kind of fucked up Unicron and made Unicron Earth. And uh, it's weird. I watched. It was just a weird concept. Some of the original Beast Wars when it came out because the CGI was interesting. In a, oh wait, no, I'm, I didn't mean that. You like talk about, about Beast Wars Neo, right? Where like they had Unicron. Where they? Well, I mean, like where they had the dinosaurs and shit. Um, I think it was Beast Wars Neo. Or Beast Wars 2, something like that. Yeah, it, it might have been. It ended with... Oh, no, you know what? You're thinking of the last Transformers movie with the Dinobots. Yeah. And everything weird. Yeah, we're Unicron. Yeah, that's weird. But they made. But they didn't make Unicron like a planet like how he Separate. was. Separate. No, he was a, one of his horns. Is one of his on horns. Fucking Gobi is, Desert or something. Right. Like, it was like... He had like three or four horns, 
poking out. It wasn't just one horn, which makes it not Unicron, because he's not uni anything. It's so stupid. But, um, yeah, it was just, that was weird. But everything else, I was like, you know, I'm glad they did the dinosaur bots. Um, I mean, Mark Wahlberg is Mark Wahlberg. He's like Tom Cruise for Well, they had to do the Dinobots. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Dinobots was a, I mean, that was probably the smartest thing they did in the past five movies, but, like, everything else, it's just the same old movie. Every single time. I just don't like it. It's the same movie. I'm like, all all five of them are the same movie. Optimus dies, like, 30 times and then comes back 30 times. That's how they do it. It's very stupid. Every single time. I know. If they're, if they're smart, they'll just not do that. They could take the money they're pouring into these Transformers movies and do a, a full-length feature film Venture Brothers movie. Oh, that would be And have it super violent and un- unnecessarily gross. Brutal. Brutal beyond compare, you know. I love Venture Brothers. So that's pretty much it for us, folks. We've covered a few trailers. A whole bunch of stuff. Um, we actually did this the day before yesterday. Uh-huh. Uh, and there and was got, something wrong. Ruined. The recording, something happened with the microphone, and there was a buzzing through the entire thing. It was just like... <laughs> and there was no way to eliminate it. I worked on it for hours. I promise I different... turned my vibrator off. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I promise. All sorts of different, you know, uh, filters, noise reduction. Didn't I didn't do nothing. I could not get rid of it. And when I finally did get rid of it, our voices sounded like we were underneath the water. So I was like, screw it, we're done. <laughs> we hope you guys have a great uh, weekend. We're going to podcast again next Monday or Tuesday. Probably Tuesday. Probably Tuesday. Because um, we're going to be working in Toledo on Monday. Yeah. Um, so you can follow us on Don't Feed at, I should say, at DFAM Podcast on Twitter. Um, we're on the YouTubes as well. When I mm-hmm. uh, in a strict when I get around to a schedule, um, <laughs> uploading our shit. Um, so if you like to look at a picture of our logo and listen to us, we are. And you and you can send us emails to uh, dfampodcast at protonmail dot com. Please do that. Please do that. We'd like fan mail. I like fan mail. And dirty pictures. Oh yeah. That's horrible. Nobody sends me dirty pictures but Josh. Oh, that's a shame. I don't. <laughs> Jeff Jeff Penny's just like. I'm not submitting anything to you. Oh, my God. All right, you guys. Take care. Have a good one. See you. Peace. Peace.